Sick of being upsold at gyms? My guy, you're currently a base member. For $90 more, I can upgrade you to our Shred membership. For $130 more, you'll be a swole member. And for just $300 more, you'll reach Sweat Platinum. At Planet Fitness, you'll get energy without the upsell. Never pushy, always free fitness training and equipment for every workout. It's fitness that fits your budget. Join Planet Fitness for just $1 down and $10 a month. Cancel anytime. Deal ends Friday, May 10th. See Home Club for details. Before we get to today's episode of Five on the Floor, make sure you check out one of the great sponsors of this podcast and the other podcasts in the Five Reasons Sports Network, and that is AutoNation. They're the largest auto retailer from coast to coast, and their friendly and knowledgeable staff here in South Florida will help you save big on a huge selection of new cars, trucks, and SUVs. Toyota, Honda, Chevrolet, Mercedes-Benz, and much more. And if you're looking to buy pre-owned, shop AutoNation's huge selection of one-price pre-owned vehicles, all clearly marked with one price, the lowest price guaranteed. Or if you just want to get rid of that old car, turn it into cash today, get a top dollar offer and a check the same day. They'll buy your car with no purchase necessary. Your check engine light on right now. Get the services you need at low AutoNation prices, oil changes, tires, batteries, and more all for less. Call or visit AutoNation.com to schedule your appointment today. All right, but here's the thing. I used to say that a lot. If you're in the market for a new car, make sure you DM me at five reasons sports on Twitter. That's the number five reason sports i will give an auto nation senior manager your information with your permission so they can reach out to you directly and walk you through the buying process so no waiting online no getting lost in the sauce or any of that stuff an auto nation senior manager will reach out to you directly and now welcome to five on the floor a miami heat and nba podcast from ethan skolnick with alban sydney aka alf 954 Brought to you by the Five Reasons Sports Network. Welcome into the latest episode of the Five on the Floor podcast on the Five Reasons Sports Network. I'm Ethan Skolnick. You can find me at Ethan J. Skolnick or at Five Reasons Sports. And I'm with Alphonse Sydney. You can find him at nine at, at nine five four. At Alf nine five four. Arguing arguing with Sixers knows. fans. Yeah, everyone knows where you are. At, arguing with Sixers fans. Um and by the way, um, if you don't like Sixers fans, we got a new T-shirt on the website. Uh, go check it out. I'm not even going to tell you what it is. It's so cool. Uh, FiveReasonsSports.com. Our guy Adam Smoot, Ballscast. Uh, he's now our branding marketing uh, guru, and uh, it's a really cool fucking shirt, right? I put it out on Twitter, and I'm I'm dead ass serious because we will be, we will be hosting at least four. We said four, right? Four Heat Watch parties. Yeah, this four, week? which means they'll lose all four games. Uh, yeah, he, well. <laughs> <laughs> Although so five we, on the floor has never hosted one, right? So we're gonna blame no, that on, we're gonna blame that on heat beat. Yeah, five, uh, yeah, heat beat and five reasons. But five on the floor. So far, we're undefeated, right? Um, because we haven't sponsored anything. Right. But um, I will be buying drinks for anybody who's wearing that shirt because that shirt kicks ass. Yeah, it does. I, although some people have a criticism of it because they say that Smoot should have made it in the. Or you'll see when you see the shirt. They should. I'm trying to send people the site. That uh, it's supposed to be three oh five, I guess, and I don't even think Adam thought of that. But it's a really cool shirt. It wouldn't have, have it wouldn't have gone right with the three oh five. It, 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 it wouldn't have worked. But it basically mocks the process and and touts the Heat's accomplishments. And uh, and yeah, you should buy a few because we need to keep this thing in business. But today, <laughs> today we're gonna talk about uh, you know we're looking for content. We've got about three weeks till training camp. The only Heat news is that I'm not going to the freaking Bahamas because. Um, the Heat typically every other year have been going to the Bahamas. You're only allowed to go out of the cut or out of sort of your area 
I believe it is, or out of the country um, every other year. And so they were at FAU last year, so I thought there was a possibility to go to the Bahamas. They're not going back to FAU in Boca. Uh, check out our new FAU podcast, by the way, Shula Bowl Pod with FIU. Um, but they are going to Palm Beach County. They're, they're apparently closing on a deal with Kaiser, I guess it's Kaiser College, Kaiser University. Um, it's up in West Palm Beach, uh, kind of close to the airport. Their recession and, is killing them. Yeah, well, I, so, yeah, I mean, so they're, they're heading up there, um, which means I guess I'll be up there for a couple of days. Uh, we'll, we'll have content from there, but it looks like, they, you know, they like to get away. They have everything they need in their facility in American Airlines Arena, but the whole idea of this is get away from the families, get away from the hangers-on, get away from South Beach and all that, and go to a place where it's just the team. So they're going to trek up to West Palm. Typically, again, they, they go to FAU and they stay at the Boca Hotel, but I um, assume they'll just find a hotel up in West Palm or – They'll and most people breakers. from Miami think of West Palm Beach as a whole nother country. So, well, it, it, it kind of, it, it, it kind of is. I mean, I lived up there for a little while. I mean, Palm Beach is a whole nother country. Um, and, and, my, and my guess is that they'll probably end up staying at the, at the breakers or the four seasons or something. Not the Trump. There. Uh, I would hope not. Well, no, I don't, I, I, I don't, th- there's look first. If thing, it's by like, the airport, that's very close to the Trump, uh, the Trump golf no, course. I know, and and uh, I don't. Uh, knowing the politics of most of the guys on the team, with the exception of the team president, um, I don't think that they would actually venture over there. Um, so I, that would that would be my guess. Uh, so and I want to see Udonis at the Trump. Uh... I, you, you know what? You know what's interesting with Udonis is he doesn't get involved in politics. Um, there was an opportunity for him that I actually discussed with him last year um, for a candidate. I'm not going to get into which candidate, but there was a candidate. Uh, that seemed a natural fit for him and was trying to kind of get him to come to an event. And he said, I don't do the politics thing. He used to say that he, I, I kind of know what his politics are, but I, it, he just doesn't do it publicly. He used to say that, uh, that he would um, be the mayor of Miami at some point, but he has since gone back from that. And it does raise an interesting question. Who is the real mayor of Miami? Is it him? Is it, uh, is it Pitbull, Rick Ross, uncle Luke or trick daddy? I, I actually pulled this. Um, and UD one, of course. Well, but, yeah, I mean, we, we, you, you skew towards Heat fans, right? And right. But Trick, Trick Daddy was second, actually. He's not corrupt enough to be the mayor of Miami, so that's true. Uh, there is a certain <laughs> level of corruption that's necessary. By the way, is every place that David Beckham's going to try to take a soccer team going to have like arsenic underneath? Uh, this is uh, well, what? What is it about Miami? I mean, they, they, Listen, they, I've dealt with I've dealt with, dealt with uh, city investigators and county investigators in Miami for years. I'm not surprised. No, 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 no. I'm just no, surprised no. that somebody actually found it. There's right, right. Well, not that they found it, that they reported it, right? Like yeah, because usually so, a palm would get greased before that ever hit the news, but correct. Listen, correct. like maybe we're uh, maybe we're turning a corner. We're not. Uh we're not. All right, so let's so let so let's get to the basketball here today. And here's what we're gonna do. Uh we're gonna break this down into two episodes. Uh in part because thank you, we've got a lot of new sponsors. And so we want to make sure we take care of them and make sure you thank check you, them sponsors. out. Yeah, thank you. AutoNation, again, I'm going to repeat this. Um, this is a great opportunity for you and for us. If you, if you want a new car, DM me directly, at 5 Reasons Sports. A manager will get right back to you. Okay, so this is a cool opportunity, so make sure you check that out. But what I wanted to get to here, um, we're going to split this into backcourt and frontcourt. And I just want to sort of – and then we're going to kind of grade where they are on a curve in the league. So let's start with the backcourt. We're going to do that today. The frontcourt will be next. And here are the players that could be involved in the Heat's backcourt. Justice Winslow provided you consider him a guard. Uh, Goran Dragic, Dion Waiters, Tyler Harrow, uh, that's, th- that's four. 
And uh, who am I missing off the top of my head? It's I'm not counting Jimmy Butler as a two. I I know uh, that's I think he's playing small forward on this team. I think so too for now. And Derek Jones also I think is playing one of the two forward spots. So I'm not going to include him either. Uh, Kendrick Nunn is another one who kind of fits into this category. Uh, but is there, I, I'm sorry, blanking off the top of my head, it's those five, correct? Is there somebody yeah, else? Nobody, there, I don't think there's anyone else that you can consider at the two guard or the point guard position, which is funny because last year there was mm-hmm. a <laughs> there was an everlasting list of two yeah. guards on this team. And now, but which is actually nice. It's nice to have the rotation a little bit more defined. Yeah, it is. It's still not defined. It is, and, and you know, you said there were six two guards on the roster at one point last year. If you considered Rodney Magruder or two, you had Dwayne, you had Dion, you had Tyler uh, Johnson. Um, you know, again, you had Rodney, um, and now I'm blanking on Wayne him. Ellington. Wayne Ellington was one who was dispatched. So you had, and you had Goran. Well, Goran was the one, but you you had, um, I mean, you just had, had a, a ton, ton of guards, a ton of guards, no true point guard, no true point guard. Well, right when Goran was hurt, especially. Uh, and again, depending on how you characterize Goran. So now the, the glut has been cleared out. And I had put this on Twitter a little while ago about kind of how this is going to play out with the starters. Um, and this could go a number of different ways. We could be looking at back to, I doubt this, because I think Justice is going to start somewhere, but we could go back to the 7-11 combination of Goran and Dion that was so effective. Uh, it seems like forever ago, but you know, you go back to uh, the 16, 17 season, right? So especially the second half of it. So that's one possibility. Uh, another possibility is justice and Goran together. I don't think that's a real likelihood because then you don't have a backup point guard unless you're trusting Kendrick Nunn to be that backup point guard. Uh, another possibility is justice and Dion together. Uh, that's one that our friend K- Nikias Duncan hates. Uh, <laughs> but but I, I think that there's a possibility that that actually happens if they turn over the reins to Justice and they say that Goran Dragic is going to be the backup point guard slash sixth man uh, and get a lot of the minutes that Dwayne got, kind of soak, soak those up from the bench. The other option is they just start the kid, uh, that they start Tyler Harrow next to either Justice or Goran. I think it's more likely with Justice than Goran, to be honest, just in terms yeah, of having size go in the backcourt. If you're going to go young, go young. Also, you're right, size in the backcourt. Right. You know, you want six, seven justice out there, point guard, if you're going to have Tyler Hero out there. And I'll say this about Tyler Hero, having stood next to him a handful of times now in Vegas and elsewhere, is uh, he, he's, I mean, he's taller than I expected. I know that sounds crazy when you have a guy that's listing. You're like, well, you know how tall he is. But we know that, that a lot of that is not legit, right? Like Dwayne, early in his career, was listed at, what, six four, six five, And if you stood next to Dwayne, he told you he was six two and a half, right? So there, there is... Uh, you know, there is kind of a lot of sort of fibbing that goes on there. And obviously they get, you know, they get checked at the, you know, the Chicago combine and all that. I think uh, with Tyler, the problem is the wingspan, right? Oh uh, yeah. But can we, okay. So the wingspan thing, <laughs> I mean, I mean, Please, I just, I, this, I mean, is the, this is the Nikias, uh, the big Nikias. I, 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 I know. And you and I talked about it the night he was drafted. I, I just, I, I think sometimes we, overstate this it's like offensive linemen in the nfl with short arms like that was the big thing like i don't know if you remember um he played left tackle for the dolphins for a while mark dixon they got him out of the cfl that's all you ever heard about mark dixon his arms are too short to play left tackle he still kicked ass there he was really good there for two years i i don't i I think hand size with quarterbacks hand size with quarterbacks i mean breeze supposedly doesn't doesn't have real big hands for quarterback he's done okay i i just I think we're overstating that. Can he play or can he not play? Um, and I think Tyler well, Hero I mean, look at that. When's the last time you heard anything about Tyler Hero's wingspan? Like, no one gives Wait. a shit anymore because they saw the kid play. 
Right. So, right. He's playing that. And, and the other thing about it, they've seen him not only play, but we've seen him like, I've never seen somebody embrace quote unquote heat culture from the jump. I mean, Riley's already given him a 10 year extension for embracing heat culture because <laughs> I mean, it's like, it's, it's amazing. Like the guy is like, I mean, he's, you know, he's posting all kinds of stuff. I, I said this on a recent pod with you. Like I've never seen a player go from nobody wants him to everybody is in love with him. Like this guy has untouchable without, trade. Right, without playing a real game. I, it's, it's fascinating, and, and he's really good at social media, as, by the way, is, is Myers Leonard. So both of them have, have kind of attracted themselves to Heat fan. That oh, matters. Myers Leonard and L. Leonard are the, are the first, uh, man, first, uh, first man and lady of uh, Miami right now. Like, <laughs> if you follow them on social media, they are amazing. Um, yeah, no, they're very likable. I, I think that – and, you know, look, Hassan was, was, uh, was fun on social media. But you knew that behind, a lot of fun. Okay. I mean, he's talking to fish, but like, you knew, you, but, you, but you knew kind of the backstory, which was that, well, okay, that wasn't the personality he often took to the team. Um, all the, all the stuff about Myers Leonard seems to be very positive. And, and with Harrow, it seems to be very positive. He is a cocky streak. I don't have a problem with that. And I guess the question is just how, how quickly they rush him. So let's look at some of the different combinations. Like I said, it's been thinned out. Um, if they were to go with, First thing, what should they do with Goron? Because I, I feel like that is the uh, – we can talk Harrow, but I feel like that's the core question here, right? Like, do they still view Goran Dragic as a starting point guard at 32 to 34 minutes per game? Because if they do, it, it affects everything else. And I, I don't know if they still do. I don't think you can anymore, right? And, like, I, like I, I've always loved Goran Dragic. I love his game, right? But – with the other players on the team, when you look at the rest, when you look at a Jimmy Butler and you look at uh, the other guys around him, you you want a and I'm not saying Justice is necessarily a pass first point guard, but he kind of is. He he looks to create for others before he creates for himself. Uh, with Goron, Goron looks for himself first, and there's nothing wrong with that, but it just doesn't lend itself to what I think the Heat would would like to do this year with a lot of young legs. Um, a lot of uh, up and down the court. Um, when you talk about having guys like Bam, uh, Jimmy, and Justice wreaking havoc all over the court defensively, hopefully creating turnovers and running the other way, yeah, Goran's great at that. But at the same time, Goran's great at that just for almost mostly for himself, right? So when you look at the starting lineup, to me, it just makes the most sense for it to be Justice and Dion and then let Hero prove himself, and maybe eventually he works himself into that starting two-guard position. Because it makes so much sense to me right now for Goran Dragic to play that Manu Ginobili role almost. Come off the bench, score a bunch of points in limited minutes, keep his legs super fresh, and hopefully if during if they keep him around after the trade deadline, which I'm starting to doubt, but if they do and, he, and you do get into the playoffs, you have a fresh Goran Dragic coming off the bench, right? With with a second unit where he can dominate the ball uh, with guys like James Johnson, Myers Leonard, um, Kendrick Nunn, whoever you want to put him out there with, Aspala if he even plays this year. And he can dominate the ball, score you points, play his game the way he wants to play it, but doesn't, but also doesn't get in the way of the development of the rest of the guys on the team. Mm-hmm. No, and I'm with you on that. And, and I think we had to frame this as not what Goran can't still do, but what he can still do, right? So, like, I, like you said, this isn't a knock against Goran to say he'd be a great six man, because he yeah. was a six. He was a six man early in his career, uh, playing behind Nash. I, I, I think 
it, we saw it last year before he kind of ran out of gas at the end of the season. But running out of gas is part of the reason why I think this makes sense, right? Because I think he can sustain it more if he gets in the rhythm like Dwayne did last year of being a six man and basically handling both guard spots. Like you said, he creates more for himself than for others. And that can be a natural role where that's a positive instead of a negative. The fact that you have a guy off the bench who can get you 17 in 23 minutes uh, when you need it on a team that may still struggle to score a little bit. We had David Thorpe on and yeah, Jimmy changes the equation, but they're still short a scorer. And so if you have Goran, who's kind of is going to be playing against second units that can't really guard him. If he's lost half a step, it's not quite as big a deal. Uh, that's why I think it makes sense. The other reason it makes sense, we'll get to the two guard spot. The other reason it makes sense is you just have to turn the role uh, reins over to justice at this point, whether he's going to be with you long-term or not. So we can still talk about Bradley Beal and where that might go. And I saw Barry had a piece about that today. Um, and I do pay the Herald subscription strictly for him. Uh, but you know, we'll see. Uh, but basically he's, he, <laughs> but basically, basically, are you going to uh, pick him up too? I'm just, anyway, I'm, <laughs> Well, we'll see. I can't pay Barry enough. I can't. I can't. I, 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 you know, Barry, Barry's worth too much, but there'll be others that join us eventually. If you're looking for a new place to hang out on the weekends, you got to check out the High at Magic City. They just opened in July, and it's a pretty awesome experience. They're putting a brand new spin on what you know about if you've been down here in Miami, which is High Lie. They've got unbeatable drink specials, a live DJ, an indoor lawn game area course that live highlight and so much more the high is going to be miami's newest hot spot going forward on friday and saturday nights we're going to be taping some podcasts out there uh five on the floor balls cast also five rings cane so mark your calendars to live the high life friday and saturday nights down here in south florida um but but yeah i i just when i look at justice's situation he's got to be handed the reins from the beginning and i don't i just don't like the combination of him and goran as starters because I, I know what's going to happen there, which is what happened to Goron in reverse when he was playing with Dwayne, which is that, you know, one of the two guys is just not going to get the ball enough. And so if Justice is not getting the ball enough, then he's not in a position to grow his game and contribute that way. And he needs to play. Th- and he doesn't have to guard the opposing point guard. In a lot of cases, he won't. Um, he'll guard up. But I just think he needs to start from the beginning. And then, you know, so then you go to the two-guard spot. The problem with it, is not just the starting. I think that's what should happen, and I don't think it should be with Goran. The problem with it is I don't like him and Dion together. And so I, I'm trying to figure out, okay, how – and I, maybe they're trying to figure out how quickly does Tyler Harrell make progress. So like you said, they just go with the two kids at the from the very – Our bodies come in different shapes and sizes, so doesn't it make sense that our weight loss plans should too? That's the beauty of Noom. They build a personal plan that factors in dietary restrictions, medical issues, and other personal needs so your plan works for you. Noom doesn't restrict or shame when you want to treat yourself. Their flexible program focuses on progress instead of perfection. You don't have to give up carbs or anything. And with their daily lessons, you can learn something new about your food choices every day. After just a few days of using the app, I learned how to recognize cues for overeating and how to choose the right foods to feel full. Stay focused on what's important to you with Noom's psychology and biology-based approach. Sign up for your trial today at Noom.com. That's N-O-O-M. Dot com and check out Noom's first ever cookbook, The Noom Kitchen, for a hundred healthy and delicious recipes to promote better living. Available to buy now wherever books are sold. Beginning of the season, because 
if, if you're going to start him with, and we already know there's a chemistry between Dion and Goran, like whatever you think of the, De- and look, Dion may view himself as a 35 minute a game player. And maybe he is again with, you know, with the shape he's gotten himself into. Maybe he is. If the ankle's healthy, attitude's right. You know, I don't like low efficiency players, but they, they did. He did shoot the ball well from three at the end of last year. It, you know, he, he views himself as more than that. But if you have the two kids starting, it's never really always been about who starts for Spolster, it's who finishes. If you have the two kids starting, but you have you bring Goran and Dion off the bench together, that might be the best backup backcourt in the league. Like, or it's, cer- it's, certainly, it's certainly in the conversation. That's, and so I, I got a couple things. When it comes to Dion, right, Dion's game isn't necessarily the problem. It's what happens a lot, of the, a lot of the time, and we saw it a lot last year, and it's very frustrating to watch, is Justice has a handle on the offense. Mm-hmm. And then for some reason, for three, four, five straight possessions, Deion Waiters or James Johnson takes takes over the ball and Justice is stand, sitting around. I don't think – I think Jimmy and Justice will play very well together. Um, but when it comes to Deion, if Deion can somehow play his role as far as playing next to Justice, Deion, get to where you need to be and Justice will find you. And then you could create as a secondary option, not bringing the ball up, not controlling the offense, not initiating. Every – it felt like every time the Heat's offense got bogged down is when someone took the ball out of Justice's hands and decided they were going to initiate on their own. Let Justice initiate. And right now you have Justice and you have Jimmy. After those, like, when those two are on the floor, nobody else should be initiating offense. Well, they're also going to be running some offense through Bam or Olenek. Uh, and well, so- yeah, but they, I mean, uh, but here's the thing. What, uh, what I loved about Justice is Justice will get, will get you into offense early. Right. Which is one of the biggest problems with like when Tyler Johnson was running point, when Josh Richardson was running point. Josh especially. Yeah. Oh my God. You would not get into offense till twelve seconds left on the shot clock. Right. Justice gets you into offense early, which is it's not that Justice is this great point guard that he's this dynamic passer, which he is a very good passer. What Justice does is get you into offense early and makes quick decisions, which is why I want the ball in his hands. Because he's not necessarily looking to score because he has the ball. Mm-hmm. Dion, James Johnson, these guys are looking to score as they bring the ball up the court, which sometimes causes hesitation. It causes the offense to bog down while they're looking for for space for lanes. I, I just as long as Dion can stay away from that part of his game, which you covered him for a long time. I yeah. don't know if that's humanly possible, but he did it in Oklahoma City. But it, I think part of the reason he could do it in Oklahoma City is because he had um, he had a deference to the players that yes. he was playing with. Right. That see, that's your hit on it. That it, it's a respect thing for him, right? And so, you know, I covered him in Cleveland that year before he got bounced because I mean he wasn't even getting the ball anymore because LeBron and Kyrie had had enough. I mean, he, he, Kyrie and him never really clicked uh, in any personal way or any other way, uh, and that was a problem behind the scenes. But yeah, I mean, he, and he was the fourth option there. Uh, you know, here I, he views he's going to come back and view himself as the first option. He just is because I'm not. I mean, well, I mean, I mean, maybe, maybe the I'm co-first hoping, option with Jimmy. But but he's well, I'm hoping be, that the Jimmy the Jimmy's presence helps that a lot because remember he didn't play with Dwayne that much at all. No, it didn't work. We knew it wouldn't work. Uh, I mean, yeah. it just is. It was just not going to work. Uh, and I, I, I look, I, I don't have a problem with Dion getting a lot of minutes. I just don't love it as a starter next to Justice because I don't think he's going to be able to do what you're saying. I, I just don't. I, I think he, there's going to be possessions that he just hijacks because it's part of his game. And, you know, some, it's funny. We kind of uh, we kind of give Goran a pass on that. You know, like we both say, well, it's just his game. That he doesn't get other guys involved as much. 
well, it's just Dion's game that that he doesn't, you know, that that he he'll he may be a, he may be a decent efficiency player if he's shooting the ball well from three. But as we said, what happened last year was he's jacking up a bunch of threes and he's making some, which is great. Okay, he's making a, at, a, at a reasonably high rate, but nobody else is involved, and so everybody else gets out of the offense completely, and that that does have collateral damage. And I just I, I don't know. I, I putting him next to Justice with Jimmy, it's like it's three guys who need the ball. And I, Jimmy's and, usage rate is not as high as most superstars, but it's high enough. I, 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 I don't know how that works. I get it. But the thing is, I like the fact that Dion is a good catch-and-shoot player, but he just <laughs> he doesn't want to catch and shoot. Right. Now, and the thing is, the reason that Goran gets a pass is because Goran is a much more efficient player. Just like you said before, we, and I'm with you on that, I think our, 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 our Iverson conversations kind of put us in the same place that we don't like inefficient, high-volume players. Right. But Goran finishes at the rip. And now, listen, it's, it's not at the clip he, right. he was two or three years ago, but Goran still finishes at the rim at a higher rate than Dion. Um, and we saw that when Dion... Well, Dion wasn't even going to the basket last year. Now, wh- whether he can when he's healthy, his numbers in terms of attacks to the rim were way down from where they were during the 16-17 well, season. Well, 30 and 11, I mean, Goran and Dion were attacking the paint yeah. constantly. Well, that whole offense, that whole offense was uh, attack and splash it out to the wings. Like, that was the whole thing. It was, it was so, uh, it, look, I, I, just, I just don't see it as a combination. But I also think, uh, well, there's two factors going to come into play here. One is how quickly they feel Harrow's ready. And two is ego. And, and will, can you get Dion and Goran, particularly Dion, I think Goran will get it a little more. But, and Goran's older. Dion's younger. Dion's still playing for another contract. You and I have talked about that, like not this year, but the year after. Goran is too, but he's, you know, he's in his 30s. He's, just, he's a more mature individual at this point of his life, right? You know, and that, again, that's nothing against Dion, but it's just Goran's been around a lot longer. And so can you get the two of them to buy into that? We're going to bring 7-Eleven off the bench. We're going to do what Dwayne did. And what I've said repeatedly is I don't know how anybody in this organization can ever argue with that again after the greatest player, and maybe not the greatest player in franchise because LeBron's the greatest player, but the, the greatest contributor to the Heat franchise ever uh, did it. Like, like how, how do you – how if you're Dion in particular, but also go on, like argue with the idea of coming off the bench and giving your team something unique in that way when you just saw three do it? I mean, Dwayne did it. Zoe did it. Right. Uh, right. I, 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 well, even other guys they didn't think would do it. Antoine Walker did it. Um, remember, for for a lot of the the championship season behind Posey. I mean, they've had guys do this repeatedly. Dan Marley did it for a little shit while. Daddy said he had shit. to eat a shit sandwich. Like right, right. They, but these guys, these guys did it. Um, and so and they came off the bench and and look, Ray Allen did it. Ray, I mean, another Hall of Fame. How many? How many Hall of Famers? Have the Heat had who've come off the bench regularly? Ray Allen, Dwayne Wade, Gary Payton, Alonzo yeah, Mourning, Alonzo Mourning, Antoine Walker in his own mind. Who else? <laughs> I, right? They they've. I mean, that's I mean, four had guys. And Shane came off the bench. Right. So so how to. how do you make an argument? You know that you're not you're too big to come off the bench. Goran won't make that argument. Now Goran last year did say you know when he was working back from injury that he expected to be a starter again when he got healthy. I I, I think Goran's very proud. Uh, he's one of my favorite people I've covered. I really like Goran personally a lot. He's very proud, as all great athletes are. He also happens to be, you know, one of the top five most famous people from his country. Okay, uh, and so right? No, it's true. I mean, I, obviously, you know, the whatever her name is in the White House, and then um, 
And then, you know, I mean, right. And then, and then the Kopitar, no, maybe (laughs) (laughs) Gilead Conway. And then maybe, uh, you know, Kopitar, Kopitar, right. Yeah. She's not there anymore. Luka Doncic at this point. Yeah. Luka Doncic and, and, and whatever name is in the white house, chain migration. And so, (laughs) right. So, so, uh, you know, he's he's a big star so he there's an ego there but it's not it's not a toxic ego from goran it's just he believes uh you know that he's a really really good player and he's a starting point guard in the league and he is um but i, I so i think wait, wait, be a wait, little wait. bit is he a starting point guard in the league yes he's one of the top 30 point guards in the nba is he not still um, you're not going to get to 30 before you get to goran i don't think you get to 20 you think you get to 20 he was an all-star two years ago I know, but I'm talking about Goran Dragic right now. I I think what I mean, team does he start on? That's, that's a, another that's another exercise. Uh, what teams does he start on? Okay. Uh, oh boy. All right. Um, <laughs> well, no, I'm just trying to go through the list in my head. Okay, not Boston, not Philly, uh, not Toronto, probably at this stage. Not Milwaukee, uh, New York, New York. Uh, I mean, okay, New York, Washington. Um. Wait, who's Char- the starter in Washington right now? Uh, Isaiah Thomas. Charlotte. Right. Kemba's not there anymore. Uh, Orlando. Okay. We at? We're at four or five, at least. Um, all right, all right, all right. Uh, da- Dallas. Okay. Uh, so what are we at? Six. Uh, Denver, maybe? No. Maybe. No, you say no. Uh, yeah, I, I, can, I can agree with you on that. Uh, Utah, probably not. With uh, Memphis, with, without him there. Uh, the Lakers. Okay, uh, New Orleans uh, is because if if, if, if if I don't know LeBron, uh, <laughs> did, well, but yeah, if it's not LeBron, uh, Drew Drew Holiday the point Drew Holiday is not the point. Uh, it's it's Lonzo Ball is the point guard in New Orleans, right? So he wouldn't start over Lonzo. I don't uh, right now. Don't no, know. you don't start Goran Dragic over Lonzo. It depends what kind of team you have. Who's if a better player, Goran Dragic? But if you're uh, okay, if you have a right. young team, you're not starting him over Lonzo Ball. Oh, okay, that's fair. What about what about does he start over Bledsoe? No. Bledsoe was awful at the end of the playoffs. But, yeah, okay. Um, I mean, what are we at? Seven, eight? How many we're at? I mean, basically, so basically you're saying that Goran De- Dragic De- Detroit, is- Detroit? Yeah, I start him over Reggie Jackson. I don't like Reggie Jackson's game. But he's all, But so basically in, you're in, saying in, Indiana dregs of the league. I've just gotten a 10. Indiana's not a dreg of the league. Detroit might be a playoff team. Orlando might be a playoff team. Indi- Indiana? Who's the point guard in Indiana? Collison's gone. Who's, I can't even remember. Who do they bring in? See, that's the problem. There's been so much movement. I yeah, but it's not it's not anybody elite though. No. Um. No. Oh, I know who it is. It's Brogdon. Brogdon. Uh, yeah. He doesn't start over Brogdon. Right now, I'd start over Brogdon. No. I I I think Brogdon's. No, a you, can't, I, I, you can't. I I I. I, I I like Brogdon, but I think he's a he's a core rotation piece on a good team. He's not going to be a high level point guard as a starter. You think so? I, I they paid him like one, but I don't know. I mean, I, maybe. Yeah, but I mean Minnesota Minnesota, 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 Jeff Teague? No, I started Jeff Teague. No, I would not. No. No, 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 no. Not not you'd say not this Goran Dragic, not this Jeff Teague. The playoff Teague is gone. I, his numbers the last two years are not good. So what are we at? 10, 11? You put okay, Goran in the, so yeah, okay, right, so you, right. you, and it's not all dregs of the league. So yeah, you put him in the top twenty. You don't start him in Sacramento over Fox. You don't start him. Uh, you know, you mentioned Denver, Utah, Houston, uh, OKC. I guess Chris Paul's the point guard. Um, yeah. So I, right. So I mean, God knows. Golden State has two of them. Yeah, well, we're not counting them. The Nets, we don't count them. Um, so yeah, but I, I think you can make. 
a reasonable case that he's still a top 20 point guard, uh, but it doesn't necessarily mean he's the right point guard for this team at this time. And, and I, 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 but I don't want to frame this as a negative. I want to frame this as a positive in the sense that what he can provide, what Dion can provide off the bench would be an elite backup uh, guard position. And, and Spolstra loves rolling that stuff like that. So if he's, he's a top 20 point units. guard, if he's a top 20 point guard, what does it as a backup point guard, where does that put him in the league? I, I, he's top three. Yeah, that's he, what I'm saying. Like, but, but that's, and, not, and so, so that's, me, that's both so, of our points. I mean, he's a six man of the year candidate. Like, I, I mean, yeah. okay. So who, who are the top six men in the league? Okay. Lou Williams. All right. Who else? Who, I mean, off the top of your head. I mean, I, right I, I, I don't know how some rosters are going to shake out, but there's, there's nobody in Houston. There's nobody in Philly, a uh, golden state. D'Angelo's going to start at the start of the season. So you can't count him. I don't think there's anybody in Brooklyn. I don't think there's anybody in India. I mean, who, who are we talking about? I mean, Utah's got a really loaded bench. Denver's got a loaded bench. I don't see a six-man-of-the-year candidate necessarily. I, he's a top three backup point guard in the league, and he's a top three backup guard in the league. He's a six-man-of-the-year candidate. Like I, you're talking it, about, you're talking about uh, D'Angelo Russell. But he's not. But he's not. But he's not. He's going to be a. He's going to be a starter until March, right? So, you can't count him. Fred v- Fred Van Viet, whatever his name, oh, Van Vliet. Man, we got to pronounce his name right first. No. <laughs> uh, right? So. He yeah. would be one of the best, I mean, top five, at least top five, just off the top of my head. Right. Top five backup point guards in the league. Right. I mean, to me, it's just, to, I don't even understand. Not that I don't understand. Like, I understand that there's pride, there's personalities in those locker rooms involved. Like, there's a lot involved in it that just as a fan sitting on the sidelines, a lot of this shit is really easy for me to say because I there's no consequences to the right. crap I say on the podcast. But well, not yet. Except we'll in your personal life. Wait till the season. <laughs> well, well, yeah. And when when you start getting the phone calls, but nobody calls me, which is cool. Um, but yeah, there's a there's not the same consequences for me. But I just don't see how the Heat can can move forward without Justice Winslow at the point and. I just don't, and I, then I, I see a bench lineup eventually of Goron, Dion, uh, whether it's Myers Leonard or Kelly Olynyk, um, Derek James Jones Jr. and James Johnson as a backup five. But that that's is a good. That's a damn good second unit. No, it's a really and and, and like I said, Spolstra loves rolling second units, and and I think one of the things that they'll do is get back to what they did during the big three years, which is make sure Jimmy's out there with four of them. And they used to do that with, uh, with LeBron and with Dwayne, and they'd rotate it with Battier and Anderson and Cole and Allen. And I can see the same thing happening if they develop a bench unit. So I, I think what's happened here is like, Spolster would always talk about, because he had to, our depth is our strength with his teams in recent years, but it was not really. It was, it, it, the depth was a burden. It was everybody's the same damn guy. And so yeah, exactly. it was like, it was like, who do you there was play? No hierarchy. There's no higher. Who do you play this time and not play this time? It's much easier. Now they'll have a strong bench, but it'll be very clear who the core guys are coming off that bench in the same way that it was during the big three years where it was the four guys that I mentioned. And then sometimes a little Mike Miller, like that's, that is what they have to get back to. And that's why my, my thought process is where this needs to go. And I don't know how quickly it gets there, but as Winslow and Harrow as the starters. That, that's where this needs to go. And then you have, you have Dragic, you have, uh, you, you have Waiters, and then you have Kendrick Nunn uh, in there. And then if Derek Jones, if you need a two, Derek Jones can play some two, particularly if he improves his, his three-point shot. It gives you length uh, you have on a, the wing. You have a healthier James Johnson, 
Right. Uh, you have a Myers Leonard or a Kelly Olynyk, whoever's not starting. Mm-hmm. Listen, you have a you have a really strong second unit, and I just and that's when if you remember last year, that's when things really started to take shape. Right. And they were starting the kids, right? And then they had mm-hmm. the backup. Uh, they had the backups. They had Hassan. They had Goran. They had Dwayne, and they had all these guys coming off the bench that can more than handle any other second unit in the league. Yep. That's when things started coming together. Right. So I think that's where we head. So that's what we decided. It's going to be Winslow and Harrow, maybe not in training camp. Um, maybe when they get out By of all-star break. break. By all-star break. All right. Our next pod is going to be on the front court. We'll have more players to go through, and we'll get to them starting, obviously, with Jimmy and, and get into Bam and, and Olenek and, and Derek Jones Jr. and James Johnson, all those guys who could figure into that. But uh, make sure you check out FiveReasonSports.com. Check out the other podcasts in our network, Five Rings Canes. Uh, first episode with Larry Bluestein, who we were really excited to add to our roster, and Alex Dono, also really excited. So, And check out Light Skin Opinions with me, Christopher Maddox, and Parrish Thompson, the dark skin producer. What's that? Uh, oh, huh? yeah, that's in our network, too. I'm sorry. Yeah, we, we, sometimes, we sometimes post. Well, we'll, I was gonna be say. Back. we'll be back on the schedule next week, uh-huh. hopefully. That's good to hear. Um, that, that's good to hear. That's good. By the way, if the radio stations want to let any more people go, please do. We'll take them. All right, we'll talk to you soon. Another of the great sponsors of the Five Reasons Sports Network. I can attest to this personally because they just threw out my traffic ticket for me. It was no problem, no points on the license. No other details that I had to deal with. You've got to check out the law firm of Seltzer Mayberg. You can find them at onecalllegal.com. That's onecalllegal.com or call 1-855-5000-LAW, 1-855-5000-LAW. They handle cases including but not limited to car accidents, slip and falls, and, of course, traffic tickets. And they've got a new 15,000-square-foot office, which we work out of at times as well, on I-95 in North Miami. They handle cases from all over the state. they got a special now. If you mention five reasons or five on the floor they will take care of your traffic ticket for 49.95 go check out that price somewhere else you're not going to get it call now 24 7 service for a free consultation that's onecalllegal.com 1-855-5000 law seltzer mayberg support for this podcast and the following message come from corient corient provides wealth management services centered around you they focus on exceeding your expectations and simplifying your life Corient has been helping high achievers just like you enjoy their lives more fully, preserve their wealth, and provide for the people, causes, and communities they care about. As one of the largest integrated fee-only registered investment advisors in the U.S., Corient has deeply experienced teams in 23 strategic locations. Corient has extensive knowledge spanning the full spectrum of planning, investing, lending, and money management disciplines. Leverage Corient's exclusive network of experts to craft custom solutions designed to help you reach your financial goals, no matter how complex they may be. Real wealth requires real solutions. For more information, connect with a wealth advisor today at Corient.com. That's C-O-R-I-E-N-T.com. Corient.com.